Welcome to the Christmas Cracker Challenge 2022. It's been a good few months in preparation as have many things in the last few months. If you've been following anything that we do on social media and stuff, you would have seen the Rewriting Wellbeing event. That has been a, a mammoth task. And alongside that as well, we've been prepping for this challenge. So it's going to be absolutely awesome. Seven weeks, not six weeks, seven weeks, there's your first surprise, of coaching in the group community. The goal is to focus and fast track your health and well-being this autumn term. And now, before we get off, what I want to start off with is a little activity for you. I just said there, fast tracking your health and well-being this half term. For all of you, that is going to make mean many, many different things. For some of us, it might be a weight loss goal. For some of us, it might be stress management. It might be a bit of both, right? It might be energy. It might be all three. What I want you to do now is grab yourself a paper, a pad of paper or a pen and a pen. That'd be helpful, wouldn't it? Pad of paper and a pen. Grab yourself something to write with or just the note section on your phone. Finish this sentence for me. If I'm successful by the end of the challenge, I will dot, dot, dot. So if I am successful by the end of the challenge, I will dot, dot, dot. And just finish that sentence for me, because this is going to kind of be like your mission statement. I want you to reflect back on that sentence at the end of the challenge and see if we've achieved your goal, which we will do. Because, like I said, health and well-being is a very, very broad umbrella. It can mean many, many different things for different people. And of course, you've all completed your consultation form for me. Thank you, by the way, for getting those done. And you've told me what your goals are. But I want you to be crystal clear. And then in the next session, we're going to use this statement for something else when we talk about your why and your mindset for change and your reasons for change. Right. But just for now, finish that sentence for me. If I am successful by the end of the challenge, I will. It might be have more energy, it might be feel more comfortable in my clothes. It might be I will not be out of breath going up and down the stairs. It might be I will work, uh, balance my, my work life better, right? It could be absolutely anything at all. Just jot that down for me. Give me a little thumbs up or a little yes in the chat when you have done that for me. So everyone's got their mission statement, the thing that they are aiming for through this challenge. Give me a little thumbs up when you've done that for me. You just make sure you're muted for me as well, guys. That'd be awesome. Okay, cool. I can do that for you. There we go. Awesome, got some thumbs up. Alice is done. Excellent, excellent. Got a few thumbs up. Awesome. Sarah's done. Fantastic. Karen's done. Louise is done. Perfect. Awesome. Okay, we're going to move on then. So you know what you're aiming personally, what your personal aim is for this challenge. Let's get into the actual challenge itself and, and how it's all going to work, right? So I'm sure you've got tons of questions. If I do a good job tonight, which I hope to, by the end of this half an hour, 20 minutes, well, you are going to know exactly what we are going to be doing for this week, okay? And for most of the rest of the challenge. So here is your onboarding journey. You signed up to the challenge. You've done your consultation forms. I think everyone here, tick, tick. You've received your onboarding emails. They are timed to go out to you at certain certain times. Um, so you, if you just uh, signed up yesterday, you'll be receiving them for a couple of days. If you signed up a week ago, you'll be obviously done by now. I think there's about six to seven emails and they each contain a little sort of nugget of gold, a little lesson or a video to watch or something to prep you for the challenge. So if you have just signed up, don't worry about it. It's not the end of the world. We'll cover everything that's in those videos again in more detail, but it's just there to kind of get the get the juices going sort of thing. Today's webinar, obviously we're doing it right now. I'm going to show you what Trainerize is. That's your client app. I know loads of you have already let some people in. Awesome. Um, loads of you have already set that up and I'm going to run through exactly how that works with you. Then we're going to record your starting points, which we're going to talk about today. Get your pack out to you, which is going to happen tomorrow. 
you're going to get started tomorrow. Obviously, the challenge kicks off tomorrow. And then Thursday, we're going to have our first webinar. And then Sunday, we're going to have our first check-in. Okay? So that is your onboarding journey so far. And if you want to, obviously, this will be recorded and available on the podcast. But if you want to take any pictures of this, guys, feel free. Go ahead. It's not a problem at all. Right. Let's check the chat. Do, 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 do. Can't have both up at the same time, which is a little bit. Do, 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 do. Okay. Good, good, good. Got lots of messages coming through. Awesome. Loads of thumbs up. Fantastic. Brilliant. Okay, so we know what the onboarding is going to look like. Let's talk about how the how the challenge is actually going to work and, and what you need to do pretty much. <laughs> That's kind of the key information, right? So how is it actually going to run? How's the challenge actually going to work? So it's six weeks. I've already told you first surprise, but we actually do seven weeks. So I'm going to give you a bonus week at the end to take you right up until the end of the autumn term. So you don't have that sort of awkward week at the end. Oh, someone's chucking some stuff around. Then we're going to use our three pillar approach to help you um, get through your coaching, to guide you through the process. That's really throwing me off. To guide you through the process and to make sure that you know what you're doing and where you stand and basically to deliver the content to you. OK, so six weeks of coaching and then the three pillars are going to make up your program, which I'm going to explain in a second. So we have this three pillar, three, three pillar approach that we use for absolutely everything in the team. OK. During that time, you're going to receive nutrition guidance, nutrition support, plans, templates, recipe books, everything that you're ever going to need for your nutrition. Plus, obviously, one-to-one -one guidance when we do our check-ins, the webinars, the trainings, content in the group, all sorts of good stuff for your nutrition. We are going to provide workouts for you. So we have our PT, Tom. He has written some uh, sample workouts for us, which are going to should have started cropping up in your app already. And they're going to be added to as you go through the challenge. So there's going to be loads of different workouts. There's going to be workouts for the gym. There's going to be workouts for home. There's going to be circuit workouts, loads and loads of different things. So you're not going to be sure of adding workouts into your daily routines. And of course, the trainings like we're doing right now, what I call the topic trainings, where we cover all of those topics that you can see on the right hand side. So nutrition 101, habits, women's health, emotional eating, stress, mindset management, all the different things that you can see on the right. There's a few key days that we would like you to write down. Just make a note of these for me. So your weekly check in is due on a Sunday and that's automatically going to come to you in a message via your Trainerize app. OK, so in the app, your client app. On a Sunday, I think it's set, I think I've just set it this evening for about 8 a.m. I think nice and early. It's gonna ping off and then it's gonna have a link saying please check in here. So it's all automated. You don't need to remember remember anything at all. I'm gonna pop a post in the group as well. So Sundays is your check-in days. Monday, I will give you your check-in feedback via the app, which I'm going to show you in a second. And then on a Monday night, we're going to have what I call Chats with Charlie or what I used to call our open offices. So just like this, but on a Monday evening from 7:30 to 8:30, I'm going to be on a Zoom call just having a cup of tea, just, just chatting to people. And if you have any questions whatsoever from your check-in feedback, you can come along to that and it's like an open door policy. You can come along during the hour and ask me any questions that you need. So that's where you're, you know, you're, you're, I guess your coaching conversations will take place, so to speak. On a Thursday then, on most, most Thursdays, the calendar slightly shifts, but on most Thursdays, we're gonna have our topic trainings where we cover those topics that you can see to the right. Now, I know that that is a lot of dates and most of us, don't have the time to be coming to these things live, which is absolutely fine and not a problem at all. So everything is going to be recorded. It's going to be recorded in video and it's going to be recorded for the private podcast as well. And you'll receive links to those video uh, to the private podcast and links to your checking form automatically to keep prompting you. So you're never going to be sure of knowing where they are. Is that all good so far? I know I've just given you loads of information there, but essentially Sunday's check-in day, Monday check-in feedback day, 
Thursday's topic training day. Everything's going to be at 7.30 to keep it simple. If you can come live, that would be amazing. Of course, I don't expect you to come live every single week, but you will get more out of it if you can come live. And the topic trainings will be about half an hour each week. Is that all good? Any questions at all? Let me know if you've got any questions, guys. Just want to make sure that the days are really, really clear. And all of the topic trainings and all of the Monday meetings, all of the chats with me, those are all going to be made as events in the group as well. So you're never going to miss anything. There's going to be notifications and reminders and all sorts. So you're going to be absolutely fine. Okay, excellent. Don't think we've got any questions on that. Perfect. Right, let's move on then. So let me kind of explain our three pillar approach. And we use this with our one-to-one -one clients as well who work with us throughout the year in the team. But essentially, we have three main sections of your program. We have the brain, we have the body, and we have the balance. Underpinning all of those areas is the support that you get from me and the coaching team, the accountability you get from me and the coaching team, and the community, which is you guys, right? It's each other, okay? In brain, we're going to look at a few different topics. So we're going to look at things like mindset for change, habits, managing your stress, and behavior change, motivation, those kinds of topics that come from the brain. In body, we're going to look at nutrition, we're going to look at sleep, and we are going to look at movement and training. Okay. And then in balance, we're going to look at work-life balance. We're going to look at social life balance, managing it all, fitting it all in and making sure that you feel that you can be consistent with these kind of things. Okay. And if we do the job, what we're going to give you by the end of this challenge is kind of like the roof. All right. And most people will jump straight to the roof without looking at any of the other pillars. But that for me is almost like your, um, the, the ultimate kind of end goal, right? It's sustainability with your health. It's enjoyment of the process. And I know that most of you, when you think about being healthy or healthy eating or exercising, enjoyment is not a word that comes in, into your vocabulary. Usually it's a chore. It's something that you do for a short period of time. And let's be honest, from the day one of starting a diet, you're just thinking about the last day until you can go and have McDonald's, right? That's what most people think of when they think of healthy eating. That's not what we're going to be doing. So don't worry about that. And then the last one really is this autonomy. It's you being able to maintain what we do together for the rest of your life. And now I know that is a bold statement, but what we do, I know that we're on a six or seven week mini challenge here, but this isn't get to the end of week seven and that's it, you're done. You know, you, you can just go back to your previous habits. This is a launch pad. This is a starting point to set you up for January so that come January, you don't need that whole new year, new me rubbish. You don't need any new year's resolutions. You continue what you were doing in December, but also to get you amazing results by December whether that is weight loss, whether that is energy, whether that is work-life balance, doesn't matter what it is, but we're not just here to get you amazing results. We're here to get you to sustain these habits for life, which is completely different to what most of the health and fitness industry is geared to do. Most of it is geared to give you a little bit of the solution. Let me know if this sounds familiar to anyone, give you a little bit of the solution. And as soon as you're on your own, you feel like you failed and you have to go back to said club plan, approach, naming no names, whatever it is. Basically, they set you up so you rely on them, so you are, you are a repeat customer. That's not what we do, because that doesn't help anyone. Right, got some chats here. Let me just pull this up. Any questions about the week and how it's going to work? And any questions about the three-pillar approach? Do Let me pull this up. Um, Apple is on Spotify. It is on um, Google Podcasts. It is on Apple and um, the podcast. And where else is it? SoundCloud, I think. It's in loads of different places. Anchor. Um, it's broadcast to pretty much every single um, podcast platform. 
So um, on Sunday, there is no, sorry, I'm not sure if I was clear on that. I'll probably confuse you there. On Sunday, there is no session. So let me just run through this really quickly. So on a Sunday, you complete, you complete your weekly check-in form. I, I wasn't clear on that at all, was I? So on Sunday, you get your message in your app and it links you to your check-in form, okay? So you complete a five-minute check-in form, just letting me know how your week's been and I'll ask you a few key questions so that I've got all the information I need. So on Sunday, it's a check-in form. On Mondays, I give you your personal check-in feedback via message in the app. And then on a Monday night as well, we have that chat with me at 7.30. If you want to come, you can come live. You can ask me all your questions. So those two days are like your check-in days. That's how the check-ins work, okay? And really, that takes you about five minutes because all you need to do is the form. You don't need to come to the live, although you always get more out of it if you, if you do and you come and ask questions. You can always listen to everything back on record. So out of that, all you're doing is spending five minutes on a form. And then on the Thursday, you have the topic trainings where we talk about these key topics. Again, all recorded, all available on the podcast for you whenever you're ready. I will say, and I, I know I've already said it, but I'll say it again, you will always get more out of the program the more you put into it. If you come and you don't implement anything and you go away from today's session and you do nothing, nothing's going to change. And I know that's a bit of an uncomfortable sort of blunt point to make, but so many of us, we expect change to happen without actually doing anything, right? You signing up to this program, this challenge, is your first step. That's step one out of lots and lots of different steps to come, right? And they're not going to be massive steps. They're going to be very, very small and achievable steps. But if you just stand here today and you go away and you don't do anything, nothing's going to change. And I love the phrase, if nothing changes, nothing changes, because it just reminds us that we actually need to do something. It's not going to be an easy process, which we're going to talk about on Thursday, but it's going to be really, really worthwhile once we get into the swing of things. Excellent. So let's go through how you're actually going to access your program and how that is going to work. Let me just check the chat. Awesome. No, no, not a silly question at all. I didn't, I didn't uh, mention the form at all, did I? I just said check in. It's because I'm used to talking to the one-to-one -one team on these things. Totally my fault. No worries. So using the app then, you can see a screenshot of your app on the right. Now your bit right now might be missing that daily nutrition goal. And that's because of course we kick off tomorrow. So that will be available in your app tomorrow. So after this training, I've got a few more people to go and calculate your nutrition requirements and go and sort that out for you. But by the end of this evening, your app will look pretty similar to this. Okay. So on this home screen of your client app, you can see your daily to do's and I have got a video tutorial in the group. So don't worry, this is explaining even more detail in the video in the group but you've got your daily to-do list okay and part of these daily to-dos are what we call the five foundations so for us the five foundations of good mental and physical health are getting a good night's sleep drinking enough water eating enough fruits and veggies taking some downtime for you and getting some steps in so steps sleep um, hydration, fruits and veggies, and, and me time. Okay, those are the five foundations. Before you worry about tracking calories or protein or getting workouts in, before you worry about anything else, this week is primarily about setting you up with the five foundations. So you have a choice. What I would recommend is this week, we just focus on the five foundations, like I just said. But if you really wanted to, you could start looking into your nutrition a little bit more closely this week. It's totally up to you. I know I've seen some of you, I follow some of you on Instagram, and I've seen some of you already meal prepping last night and getting things ready for this week, which is amazing. So if you're already doing those habits, keep them up. There's no point in going backwards. If you're someone who is just starting from scratch, let's just start with the five foundations, the ones that you can tick off. And what I want you to do is at the end of each day, before you get in bed or at a certain time, try and uh, tag this new habit onto something you do. So maybe when you brush your teeth, when you're going to bed, you get your app out and you tick off what you've achieved that day. Something like that. Pick, pick something that you do every single night anyway. 
tick off what you've done because I can go into your app every single day and I can just track exactly what habits you're ticking off and how you're doing with your with your whole program so far. Okay, and that is literally just a, a tick off list. Okay. Other things that we can do um, through the app is track our nutrition, which we're going to come to next week. So I'm not going to talk to you too much about that today. Take photos of your food as well. Again, this is all explained in the tutorial video that's in the group already. You can sync it with your watch or your um, your other devices to help sort of track steps and sleep and other things like that. So it, it can be synced with Fitbit, Garmin, and a few others, I think. Apple Watch, obviously. You can follow and record the workouts, which I'll show you in a second. And you can record sleep, steps, loads of other stuff. And you'll also notice at the bottom here, you've got, where is it? It's in here somewhere. Which symbol is it? I forgot which symbol is it. I think it's if you either press the little plus button, can't quite remember, but you can chat to me basically. Now, of course, it's a group coaching program. So pretty much all of our interactions are going to be in the group. So everything, every day, there'll be posts, there'll be information for you to watch and catch up with in the group. And you can interact in the community as much as you possibly, uh, as much as you want to, right? There's no requirement for the amount of comments you need to write or anything. Some people will like to sit on the fence and just watch. That's absolutely fine. Some people will love to get involved. It will give them better accountability. Again, the rule of you get what you put into this will always apply. The more involved you are, the more you'll get out of this program. If you sit and do nothing, you're probably not going to get much out of it. Okay, so that is your app. Any questions on that, pop them in. I'm going to move on to the next one whilst I wait for your questions to come through. So what do you need to worry about on a daily basis? What do you need to do? Not actually that much, to be honest. And it's not going to be a massive difference from what you were doing before. The one thing I do want to talk about is where it says here, track your body stats. Bit of a weird phrase. That means step on the scale. Now, I know that some of us will be tra tracking our progress on the scale. And some of us won't be tracking our progress on the scale. It's absolutely fine. I'm going to tell you how to use the scale best. If you are on a weight loss journey during this program, during this challenge, and you do want to use the scale, I'm going to tell you how to use it accurately. Because right now you're probably using the scale wrong because most of the slimming clubs and stuff don't really know what they're talking about. <laughs> and, they, and they have no idea how to use the scale accurately. So if you are going to use the scale, I would expect to see those body stats going on there. If not, if, it, if I don't see any on there, I'm going to know that you're not going to be using scale. And I'm going to show you some of the other ways that we can track your progress. Of course, on a daily basis, you need to eat, right? You need to prep your meals. You need to take them to school and you need to eat them. And you need to cook your dinner. That goes without saying. So your nutrition is going to be something you do daily. Ticking off those five foundations. And then later on in the program, like I said, in week two, we're going to talk a bit more about tracking your nutrition. And we're going to talk a bit more about your workouts. But for this week, I've already given you tons of information. You're already going to want to go back and listen to this on the podcast or listen to this on record. I'm not going to give you anything else to do. So this week is the five foundations and it is going to be your nutrition. Okay, that's it. That's all we need to focus on this week. We don't need to worry about the tracking of calories or protein or anything else. We're going to build as we go because we don't want to give you too much to think about. Is that all right? Let me know so far if that is okay as I check the chat. Any questions here? Um, how can we track steps without something like a Fitbit? You can't really. So what you can do is if you've got sort of an Android or, or an Apple phone, basically two choices, aren't they? If you've got a, a smartphone, obviously having it in your pocket, is going to allow you to track those steps. But if you take it out and you put it in your desk for the day or whatever, your steps aren't going to be picked up. So what you can do instead of that, what you can have your phone just... Keep trying to keep your phone on this week. Try and keep your phone on you as much as you possibly can just to get a very rough gauge 
And then by the end of this week, we'll know roughly, give or take, how many steps we are doing. And that's just, it's just going to become our baseline. And then what we might do is we might say, okay, so we're getting 5,000 steps a day trapped on our phone, but we, we don't have our phone on us from, I don't know, nine till three. So we probably are hitting more like the 8,000 steps. And we can sort of have a conversation and we can reflect on roughly how many steps we're getting. From that point, once we've measured our baseline of where we are right now, we can start talking about, well, maybe I'll add in a 15 minute walk or maybe I'll take my class out to get the daily mile in and just do 20 minutes of walking around the playground as a brain break. Or maybe if I'm on duty, I'll put my coat on and I'll go and do a few laps of the playground or I'll walk the long way around to the photocopier or I'll go out with a friend for a 10 minute walk at lunch. So there's lots of different things that we can do to help you increase those steps. If you don't have anything to track it, I mean, you can get a little pedometer for like two pounds on Amazon, just a little clip on your on your waistline sort of thing. Um, you don't, don't need that. But if you did want to get a better gauge, something like a little clip on pedometer would be would be pretty good. Or just keep your phone on you as much as you possibly can. OK, awesome. Cool. No other questions. So, so far, we've covered what you can expect from your program. We've covered your how your app works and we've covered the three pillars, right? So on a daily basis, and we've covered what we're going to be doing on a daily basis. Now, the community group is going to be a really, really big part of this program. Like I said, there'll be posts in there each day. There'll be things for you to comment on. There'll be prompts for you to sort of engage in conversation and to help people out. I really, really encourage you to ask questions. You've got to think. If you don't ask any questions in the group, it's the same as you doing this completely on your own. And I know that lots of us might not want to post in the group. We might feel a bit silly or we might think it's a silly question. The only, uh, sorry, you're probably going to know what I'm going to say. <laughs> the only silly question there is, is the one that you don't ask. Okay, there's no such thing as a silly question, just the ones that you don't ask. If you're sitting on something and it, you spent more than five seconds thinking about it, it's probably a question that you're going to want to put in the group. If you don't ask that question, it might be a week until we do our check-in and then a week until you get a chance to answer, ask me. It's much better to post in the group. We have about, so far, we've got about 25 members of the one-to-one -one teachers team. Some of those have been with me for a year, two years, two and a half years. There's loads and loads of experience in this community. There's 50 people in, in the group right now and there's still some more people to come in. So much so much um, experience, so much wisdom, so much knowledge there for you guys to share. It would be really silly if you don't ask a question just because you think someone might, well, I don't, I don't know why, someone might laugh at it or something. Of course, that's not going to happen. But if you don't use the community, it's the same as you just doing this on your own. And to be honest, you wasted your money. So make the most of it, make the most of the community and get everything you can get out of this challenge. I want you to like wring this challenge dry, get everything you can, save all the resources, put them on your computer, get everything you can, right? So using this community group, try and drop in daily, if possible, in the guide section um, of, the, of the group. If you just go along the top, it just says guys in the guide section, you'll see that it's broken down into modules. OK, so you've got a section for new clients, which is everyone um, for you to work through and just check out. Then you've got a section on nutrition, movement, and it's broken down into like topics. So as we work through the challenge those sections are going to start to fill out a little bit. So all the information that you're ever going to need is going to be there. And this community group isn't just going to disappear after the challenge. It's, it's going to stay. The one from last year is still active. So it's all going to be there. The information is going to be saved for you. So you're not just going to lose it at the end of the challenge. All right. Again, Monday chats with me at 7.30. Um, pretty much every single Monday. There's, there's one that's different, but pretty much every single one. Thursday, you've got the topic trainings. Ask questions, ask for support from each other. Please don't just suffer in silence because like I said, otherwise it's like you're doing this on your own. 
Finally, the event section, if you um, scroll across, it says events. All of these trainings, anytime there is a webinar, a live, whatever, it's going to be recorded um, and organized in the event section. So anything you need at all, please, in terms of uh, when things are happening and, and, and lives and trainings, please go and see that events tab because it's always going to be there. And I'll make sure that I'll uh, invite you to every single one as well. Right. Any questions on that one, guys? We're nearly through the onboarding process. Any questions or are we all good? Just let me know. Again, if you've got something, if you're wondering something, you need to ask. Ask away. There's no such thing as a silly question except the one that's not asked. So whilst I wait for those to come in, let me talk to you a bit more about body weight. So I'm going to talk to those of you who weight loss is going to be a part of this challenge for you. So if that's not you, just bear with me for just a second. If you are wanting to lose weight, it's really, really important to know what weight actually is, because weight isn't what we are commonly conditioned to believe when it comes to health and well-being, right? We are told by slimming club, again, naming no names, don't be sued, um, by slimming clubs and programs and plans all around the world, we are told that weight equals the thing that we want to change. When it comes to most people, whether it's improving confidence, whether it's get, you know, getting healthier, improving health markers, we don't want to lose weight. We want to lose body fat. And body fat and weight are two very, very different things. Now, the thing with body fat is it typically does go down very painfully slowly in an almost incremental linear line, a bit like this, right? It sort of zigzags to the bottom, pretty much in a linear line if we're doing the right things. The thing with body weight is it doesn't, because body weight isn't just your body fat. Your body weight is what you ate the night before. If you ate more carbohydrates the night before, your body will temporarily store more water weight. If you had um, a high salt meal, your body will store more water weight. So the scale goes up. If you haven't been to the toilet that day, more water weight. If you've had a big meal the night before, you've got more food in your stomach. If you are at certain points of your menstrual cycle, you'll be retaining more water weight. Sorry, Halloween trick-or-treaters. Um, if you are very, very stressed, your body might be retaining more water weight, okay? So there's tons and tons of reasons as to why your body will hold on to, you primarily water weight, but sometimes food still digesting and things like that. And that's gonna cause the number on the scale to go up and down. So let me just run you through a quick example. Let's say, somebody goes to a slimming club on a Monday's like a popular way day day isn't it way day night go to slimming club on a Monday right and let's say on the Sunday they had a big Chinese so they've got tons of water weight they haven't been to the loo that day and um, they've got had more carbohydrates and more salt so they're holding to a lot of water weight let's just say that that person goes and they weigh in at 200 pounds okay uh, and that is them at their uh, a very high weight for them because not because of body fat, but because of basically primarily water weight and, and a few other things. Bear in mind, bones, muscle, hair, skin, nails, all this stuff counts as well. Let's say that same person goes the following Monday, but they were poorly that weekend and they barely ate on Sunday. They really, you know, really didn't have an appetite. They barely eat and barely drunk. They haven't had much waste or digestion. And um, they're at a point in their cycle where they're, you know, they're not retaining any water weight, no inflammation or bloating or anything like that. Suddenly they look at, look at the scale and they've dropped five pounds in a week. And they're like, oh, this is amazing. I've lost five pounds in a week. This is incredible. Best time of my life. That is now their new expectation. And they think they've lost five pounds of body fat that week. In actual fact, they probably lost maybe half a pound or a pound because even that is quite hard to do. The following week, week three, they go back and they've eaten normally. Other than they had a Sunday roast, they're quite hungry after being poorly. They had a normal week of eating and the scale goes up 
by three pounds and they think oh no i've blown it i've ruined all my progress i put three pounds of body fat on what have i done i thought i did the same thing again oh i'm a failure and they give up for two months that is such a common narrative that i talk to people every single day i hear stories just like that and that's without them throwing the keys out the pocket taking the jacket off try and go for a wee beforehand to try and you know skipping dinner that day to try and get a low weight in so that they're not shamed in front of the group right got a little rant here bring it back <laughs> So you can see why measuring body weight once a week is complete baloney, complete rubbish. It has absolutely no relevance to your, number one, to your health, really. But even if you're on a weight loss journey, you're trying to lose body fat, weighing in once a week is absolutely pointless. It's the same thing as getting that child on either a really good day or a really bad day and getting them to do a spelling test and judging their entire English work on that one spelling test. Not even just their spelling ability, their entire English, their ability in re reading and writing based on that one spelling test. That's the equivalent of what we do when we step on the scales at a swimming club or at home or whatever. So run over. When it comes to measuring body weight, there are certain things that we need to do. First and foremost, we need to take a weekly average. Now, for most people, weighing in anywhere between three to seven times per week is going to be a great way to do this. Now, if you're sitting there and you're someone who thinks, well, I don't like stepping on the scale and my relationship with the scale is a bit tricky, you don't need to use the scale. There are other things that we can do. If you're someone who isn't really that bothered by the scale and you know that it's just showing you data and you know that one scale weight doesn't actually dictate your performance at all and your progress at all, just like that one child's spelling test doesn't dictate their reading and writing, if you're comfortable with that, I would suggest stepping on the scale first thing in the morning after going to the loo, nude if possible using the same scale hopefully not a really old one a, you know, a newer newer scale on a hard surface ideally not carpet and um, ideally not tiles either because the feet of the scale can come up and down on a flat sort of hardwood lino surface whatever same scale same place same time of day before you eat and drink after you've been for a week that is the best way to measure your body weight and even better measuring three to seven times per week add them all up take an average but you don't need to worry about that. What I will do is I will look at your scale and I'll be able to figure out your um, your average body weights. OK, so if you are going to use a scale, if you are going to measure your body weight and if weight loss is a goal, that's what we want to do. And you can see that you can just click on your app where it says body stats. It says it just here, track body stats. You can click on there, put it on the very top. It says body weight. You pop your body weight in after you step on the scale, you put it away. You don't think about it. It doesn't matter because one scale weight doesn't mean a thing. We look at your weekly, and I'll be totally honest, I'm more interested in your fortnightly and your monthly averages than I am in a daily average because your body weight is gonna do this for so many different reasons. And to be blunt, if your body weight didn't go up and down, you wouldn't be here because it's all about getting your hydration right, it's about your digestion and a few other things like your menstrual cycle. Right, is that okay? Sorry, I spent quite a long, talk, a lot, a long time talking about that, but that's why some certain approaches use the scales completely incorrectly and it doesn't make any sense at all. Even worse, I, I, I've um, spoken to someone before who used to weigh every Sunday evening fully clothed after their roast dinner and was wondering why the, their results weren't changing. It's, it, it is, we're, we're not aware of many of the different things that happen in said approaches and clubs without naming any names. Right, let's go on to progress photos. Another really good way that you can track your progress if you are wanting to see physical changes. So this doesn't necessarily need to be a weight loss goal. It might be a muscle building goal. It might just be fitting differently into your clothes. It might be you want to see more muscle tones. You want to sort of tone up, as they say. You know, any if you want to see any physical changes, 
progress photos are a great way to do it. Now, lots of you probably don't want to strip down and take photos. Completely understand. I'm not particularly comfortable doing them either. There's a few things that you can do if you want to do this. And I would, I would recommend that you do it because six to seven weeks is a great amount of time to be able to see changes um in 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 your physical appearance so it would be great to do a, a week one and a week six you probably know that i don't post any client before and afters um online i personally don't agree with it i don't want my clients to be worried that their photos are going to go online i personally think that this is a very individual thing and for a lot of people seeing progress photos online actually triggers them in a negative way sometimes it, it inspires people but quite often it triggers us in a negative way it's just not something that i agree with and it's not something that i personally do which is i haven't actually met anyone else who does what i do that doesn't share a progress photo yet so i'm, I'm sure i'm sure um that we will have a lot more clients if i did but i just don't agree with it it's not something that i'm going to do so you don't have to worry about me sharing any of your photos if you do upload your photos into the app, they are password protected your side. They are double authenticated, double password pro protected my side. And there's a few other things that you can do if you do want to take progress photos, but you just feel a little bit, you know, iffy about it. You can cut your head off, first of all. So if you take this lady and you were just to crop the photos down to below her chin, no one's going to know who the photo is. Um, even if, even if for some reason we, you know, they were leaked online of course they're not going to be um there's, there's no way but you know if you wanted to do that i that's what i used to do with my coaches i would crop my head off and i'd feel a lot more comfortable because otherwise it's just you and your pants and that's that's quite sort of you know uh personal isn't it right if you are going to take progress photos try and use the same clothing take them at the same time of the day first thing in the morning minimal clothing if you can like you know if you wanted to do gym leggings and a tight top that sort of shows your body shape if you're wanting to see books changes in your body shape it's completely up to you of course if you if you go and wear loads of big baggy clothes we're not really going to be seeing many changes so if you are going to do this try and wear clothing that is going to be able to reveal those changes most of my clients if they do take progress photos will just wear similar to what this lady's wearing or they'll just wear their underwear and crop it off under the chin again comfortable clothing try and keep the angle just flat as my camera is here high angle low angle is going to change your shape Try and get the same lighting because, to be honest, most of the before and afters you see, um, I'm having a right pop at the health and fitness industry here, aren't I? Um, most photos that you see online are just manipulated. They take them at different times of day. They go and have a workout and come back. They, I've even seen people spray baby oil on themselves or spray themselves with water. They go and get a fake tan. They squeeze. They tense. You know, they, they do all sorts of things to manipulate these photos. So if you want to do it, if you want these progress photos and you do want to make sure you can see changes before and after, Take them like this because it's going to make it much, much, much easier for you. Okay, so we've spoken about body part, uh, we've spoken about measuring your body weight, we've spoken about progress photos at the start and the end of the challenge. The, th the third and final way that we can measure progress, physical progress, is going to be body part measurements. So I would recommend that you take um, at the start, middle, and the end of the challenge a measurement of your upper arm, so sort of your, your bicep and tricep up here. A measurement of your waist, a measurement of your hips, you can't see me, and a measurement of your, your thighs. Okay, and you can input, as you can see, you can input them on the app there as well. Okay, this is just a really good way to change, to see change as you go through the, the program. Now, it's going to be very, very difficult to make these measurements accurate each every single time because it's a measuring tape you're a human being we all make mistakes we're not going to be able to make exact measurements you know perfectly so if you've got any moles stretch marks scars marks sunburn whatever it is see if you can find a mark on your skin to try and get the measuring tape in the same place 
use the same measuring tape, of course. See if you can get someone else to help you out. It's much easier when you have someone um, helping you out with these kinds of things, just to make sure they're in the same place each time. But like I said, try and find something to get your measuring tapes sort of aligned up next to. The very, very final one that I want everyone to do, because I think this is probably the best way to measure progress, is grab yourself a pair of jeans or a top or a dress that you want to feel more comfortable in, if you're here to make physical changes, of course, that you want to feel more comfortable in, you want to feel more confident in. It might be, you might go buy something, it might be an old top or old pair of jeans, but typically a dress or a top and a pair of jeans are absolutely brilliant for measuring progress because you don't need to step on the scale. You don't need to worry about what you look like. It's about how they fit and it's about how you feel in that item of clothing. So those are your different ways that you can measure, all right? Is that all good? Let me know. And that, that guys, is us done. We are done with the onboarding. So we've spoken through what you can expect. We've spoken about your daily to-dos. We've spoken about week one. We've spoken about the topics. We've spoken about how to measure progress, how to use the app. That is pretty much everything. Have we got any questions whatsoever? Please, please do ask away um, whilst we are here. Um, would I recommend uh, we start weighing this week? Very, very good question. So um, I'm not going to keep prefacing um, this when by saying if weight loss is your goal. But of course, this is I'm talking to you if weight loss is your goal, but I'm not going to keep repeating that because I get really annoying. But <laughs> if you are focusing on your weight, I would recommend starting tomorrow morning jumping on the scales and weighing in between three to seven times. If you're someone who doesn't really like the scales three times, maybe Tuesday, Friday, Sunday, or you know, keep, keep the days the same, try and get a weekend day there, weekend day in there as well. Take them three across the week. That's probably the minimum. You know, three is a, is a decent average. Three out of seven, you'll get a decent average across the week because what you'll see is your weight will go up and down due to all those different reasons that I've spoken about. And it's not anything to worry about it's completely normal if it, like i said if you didn't you wouldn't be alive all we want to do is we want to see it peaking and troughing but zigzagging down towards the bottom right of the screen and i shared you i shared some weights the other day i never i never really do it but someone asked a question about weight loss i shared some weights the other day and you can see pretty much every single client will peak and trough like this and sometimes we'll maintain for a bit and sometimes it might even go up and it might come down and again it's all, always supposed to be zigzaggy. If your weight is dropping very, very consistently like this and it's not going up and down, it means that you are in a very, very big calorie deficit. And I'm going to explain what a calorie deficit is on, um, I'll touch on that on Thursday, actually, just as a little side one. I'm not going to talk about it tonight because I want to let you guys uh, get off because I've already taken up enough of your evening. But essentially, to lose weight, we need a calorie deficit. And I will be explaining that on, on Thursday and, and the, the sort of mechanisms behind it and everything. So if you're someone who's been avoiding carbs for 10 years, don't worry, I'm going to debunk that myth and you can you can eat all the bread you like. So you're in for, in for a treat here. Not literally all the bread you can eat, obviously. How are we doing? Right, uh, hydration part. Is it just pure water or can it be squashed? Very, very good question. So typically I would say in an ideal world, you would measure just the water and things like tea and coffee would be sort of extra on top of that. But if you're not a big water fan, you know, squash is absolutely fine. Try and get the sugar-free stuff, of course. If it's, you know, drink the difference between drinking half a litre of water or two litres of squash, of course, you're going to be better off rehydrating, even if it is through squash. See if you can sort of kind of go, you know, water, squash, water, squash, cup of tea, coffee, you know, sort of mix it up a little bit. If you're someone who isn't a big water drinker and you do sort of struggle to get water down. I know that's a lot of people actually, probably more than we think. And I know a lot of people I talk to don't 
hydrate themselves, not because they're not thirsty, but because they just don't like water. And so they'd rather be dehydrated than drink water. If that's you, that's something for us to work on. But let's just start with getting it in through um, sugar-free squash, fruit teas, things like that. that. That will work. The only thing is when people sort of ask about tea and coffee, we tend to have maybe three, 330 millilitres, 400 millilitres of liquid when you have a tea or a coffee. And that's not the same as drinking a, a, you know, a 500 or a 750 bottle of water, is it? So that's the only thing. People, if people measure their intake in tea and coffee, they're going to drink less anyway. And they're diuretics. Um, so tea's diuretic. It make, makes you wee a little bit more. Um, so that's another thing as well. Um, do, 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 questions, questions. Uh, as I won't be able to meal prep this week uh, as a more residential, how can I best track nutrition whilst being cooked for? That is a that is a classic question. Residentials and teachers and nutrition is so hard, Alice. It really, really is difficult. I'll be completely honest with you. There is no sort of perfect way to do this. But this is a great segue. It's, there's no perfect way to do this. But the good, the good news is that you don't need to be perfect. All we need to do is make more progress on what we were doing last week, last month, the month before, right? So when you go away, I want you just to use what I call the food flow. And this is something I use with everyone. When you're looking at a meal, and I know that in these situations, things are sort of dished up for you, aren't they? We used to go to Mersey, which is sort of Essex way around here. And we used to go to Mersey Outdoor and it would just be like a, a big slab of something slammed on your plate and you didn't really get much choice. But if you do get the choice of what is plated up for you, use this food flow. Protein first then fruits and veggies, then your carbohydrates, and then your healthy fats. Or to be honest, when you're out um, at a residential, don't worry about the fats because that will be included in the protein and, and the carbs and stuff because it will be like uh, macaroni cheese, won't it? Or like chicken Kiev or burger or pizza or lasagna. Those, they're the kind of things you have in residential, aren't they? So if you, if you can plate it up, try and look up for the protein and try and get a good quarter of your plate as protein. Then go to the salad bar or the veggies and try and get a good third of your plate as veggies. Then look for the carbs. Is there a bit of pasta, a bit of bread, whatever? Try and get about, you know, a, a quarter of your plate as carbs. And then that's pretty much you done. Protein, fruits and veggies, carbs. If you go in that order, your plate fills up more with the stuff that we want, which is basically protein and non-starchy veggies, like your salads and carrots and tomatoes and peppers and onions and courgettes and stuff. But I know that's really, really difficult. So this week, just use that for me. Be mindful of your snacks. Don't sort of you know, again, it's the, the biscuits come out, don't they, later on in the evening. Maybe just say, okay, I'm just gonna have a couple of biscuits with my, with my cup of tea whilst you sit there waiting for the kids to go to sleep. Just, you know, don't completely over-restrict yourself because what will happen is, you you know, two nights in, you're gonna go stir crazy and you're gonna have a whole pack of biscuits because you've told yourself that they were, were bad and you couldn't have them. Because you've over-restricted, you're gonna then overindulge. You end up in a bit of this cycle, this sort of like yo-yo. So instead of that, allow yourself, you know, some snacks, allow yourself to enjoy yourself, but just try to moderate it. Just have a couple instead of, you know, more than more than a moderate amount. Um, in terms of your food, I would use that when you go to serve. Uh, I think that's probably it. Take a, take a big glass of water with you. Make sure you're drinking enough as you're, um, as you're eating as well. That's probably probably your best bet on that one. Um, have I answered that all right, Alice? Have you got any questions from what I've said there? Um, Faye, my scales track body fat percentage and hydration. Is it worth using the scales for that? Yeah, Faye, you're absolutely spot on. They, they are their pants. They, they are really pants, which is annoying because I, I, I bought my scales before I knew this. 
so my scales are good good five years old now so i bought these these fancy scales they don't really track body fat percentage or anything like that accurately whatsoever to get that kind of information you'd have to get yourself to like a university lab where they use um they put you in like a suit thing and they put lasers on you and they measure this that and the other and it's all sciencey and fandangled and even then things like body fat percentage and stuff they do this with athletes don't they and olympians and stuff even then it's still a little bit inaccurate so the scales that we get at home are, are wildly inaccurate but that's not to say that you they can't be useful because if you step on the scales now let's say it says 30 percent body fat doesn't matter whether it's accurate if that number starts going down you know that whatever you, whatever your starting point really was you're still moving down so although the exact numbers won't be useful the general trends will be useful so it can still have some application. Of course, if you're stepping on it and your body fat is going 25, 45, 35, and it's, it's completely all over the shop, it, it's, it's really, really inaccurate. Don't worry about it. But if you're seeing trends over time, it's probably worth just paying a little bit of attention to. But to be honest, I wouldn't worry about that. I would rather you grab a pair of jeans and try those on because that's the change that you really want to see. And that's a good point. You know, we don't, we're not really here to see a certain number on the scale. We're here to feel better in ourselves whatever that means to you. And that's what we want to look at. We might as well look at the thing that we want to change instead of the thing that we think is a sign of that thing changing. Do you know what I mean? The number on the scale is pretty, actually pretty irrelevant when you look at the, the grand scheme of things. Um, in regards to tracking sleep, if I um, if I put in when I went to bed and when I got up, uh, I'm at least, uh, at least once or twice with my little one, would take, um, would I take minutes, hours off? Just, I feel I may never achieve seven hours. Absolutely fine at all. You know, if we go this week um, and we look at roughly how many hours you're getting, let's say this week we get five and a half hours. That's it. That's fine. That's your baseline. So we just need to establish a baseline this week. Then for the rest of the challenge, we can look at building on 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. And we might just build it up half an hour over the next six weeks. But that is a, that's, that is a third of a sleep cycle that you're getting more than, than you were before. So sleep cycles are about, are about 90 minutes, right? So it's not about us always hitting seven hours. There's nothing magical about seven hours. It's actually sometimes a bit better to get, some people do better on slightly less sleep. Some people do better on more sleep. So let's find out your baseline this week, see roughly where we are and we can go from there. I don't need to worry too much about tracking your sleep. If you, again, just look at your sort of, you know, when you get in bed, it's, it's 10 o'clock. I fell asleep, you know, let's say you let's say you got in bed at 10, you fell asleep at 11, right? You were asleep from 11 till 5.30, so that's six and a half hours, and you were up for about, I don't know, half an hour during the night, so you got about six hours, or something like that. That's probably a wishful, that's probably wishful thinking. You're probably sitting there thinking, I'd love six hours. Um, but you see what I mean? Just think about the time you go to bed, the time you wake up, and just in your head, just roughly take off, you know, roughly take off however many minutes you're you're up for which is pretty much kind of what you said there it's not the end of the world if we don't hit seven hours like i said it's all about positive progress never about being perfect and when you come to your check-in on sunday it won't say exactly how many hours you got there's just some ranges for you so it's like less than less than i think it's less than five um five to six six to seven seven to eight nine plus or whatever it is right so it's just a few ranges for you to select and then you can rate your sleep as well from zero to ten and, and then if you wanted to you can comment saying you know terrible terrible weeks i've touched with this isn't gonna happen for you but terrible week sleep this 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 happened this person was poorly and you can give me a few sort of cliff notes so i can give you maybe a bit of input and let's say that half of you have a really rubbish not really rubbish week sleep this week 
next Monday, I will talk to you about how to improve sleep on that 7.30 call. So everything we do is going to be informed by you guys, what you're struggling with, what you're being successful with, and we'll sort of feed it forward from there. Anyway, guys, I have taken up a lot of your time. I'm just going to end the podcast. So if you're listening back on the podcast or on record, cheers for joining us. If you've got any questions at all, if you're new to the challenge, please pop them in the Facebook group and I will catch you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah.